And welcome once again to The Real Money Show, broadcasting on the Chorus Radio Network and worldwide via the web for over six years. You're listening to The Real Money Show, brought to you by Guildhall Wealth Management. Today in studio, we have the Vice President of Guildhall, Jeremy Weissman, and our Senior Analyst, Darren Long, well-respected in the bullying community, and have been addressing and speaking with the public at large via their seminars and speaking engagements for a combined 21 years. And Guildhall has been helping people the world over since 2002 to purchase and own physical gold, silver, and colored diamonds as well. The number to call is one eight. Seven seven eight silver. You want to go to realmoneyshow.com, grab the investor kit, the precious metal advisor, and a reminder that our January promo is still on because it's January. And that is for every $5,000 of bullion purchased at the Guildhall e-store, receive a free one gram gold maple leaf coin and free delivery. So there you go. Welcome, guys. We always start with the uh, the update. Darren, how are things? Update me. John, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's good week. Gold continued to hold and exceed past the 1200 mark. Uh, through the past couple of days, it's been very strong. The precious metal, which was able to move above that twelve hundred day uh, dollar mark just a few days back, has in fact held the crucial eleven eighty five eighty six range, which we talked about on last week's show. I suggested it needed to hold that range in order to move ahead. It did, despite what uh, has happened in the oil complex and the currency complex the world over with the U.S. dollar. We also pointed out that a move up in pricing would occur if silver could hold the 1585 range, and it also did, moving up to the 1645 range as we tape here on Thursday, having been as high as 1670 during the first couple of days of this past week. Now, the U.S. dollar did resume its uptrend against all major currencies with uh, little, if any, resistance, and The index, as we're taping the show, is sitting above 92. And I said on the show last week, this is being viewed as a negative for the precious metal space because the almighty U.S. dollar has typically shared an inverse relationship with gold. So again, that is putting some of a damper on the gold pricing sector. And certainly from a stock perspective, that's a huge, huge negative. But we are watching that situation develop, and I do think that there is very little uh, continued upside that's going to be available to that U.S dollar in the medium term. Now, the falling crude oil prices are also being viewed as one of the major reasons why bullion is not currently breaking out into new price ranges, as well as uh, why the rest of the commodity sector, and for that matter, the Canadian economy, is stumbling slightly right now. Both of those two points, uh, the U.S. dollar and crude oil, are very interesting. Both are aberrations in terms of you look at the U.S. dollar continuing to to get strength. And it's, to me, my personal opinion, it's, it's based on an outdated narrative that that's a strong currency. That's where you want to go for protection. Uh, with all the money printing uh, from all the central banks, it is forcing a lot of... Um, a lot of investors to go after risk investments. They can't just put their money in in a bank account and, and get interest for it. So the savers are punished that way. They're forced to take risks. And so, you know, you see a lot of this uh, free capital going into the stock market or going into the U.S. dollar. And you can see consequences of of that continuing to be examples like negative interest rates where you literally have to pay banks to hold the money or or same thing with bonds where it can go negative. So to me, I don't know how long the U.S. dollar can continue to show this type of strength when you've got over $18 trillion in debt, et cetera. Same thing with, with oil. Oil being low, look, to me, it's fine. Great. Hey, listen, let's fill our cars no kidding, up, right? right? No kidding. Um, you know, I, I, I imagine somewhere in, in the Midwest, they're just already, they're, you know, they're wondering if they can start reproducing Hummers again. But um, <laughs> but the the thing is, is that... I like Hummers. You know, you look at a, at a, at a, a media outlet like CNBC, who, by the way, had really, really low ratings last year. And, you know, they, they love to pump up the economy... But they wouldn't say that that it's because demand for crude oil is down. If if demand for the energy, which is going to drive an economy, is down, then why is the stock market doing so great? So looking through some of these numbers, it does make you wonder, well, wait a minute. If oil's down, it's either because demand for oil is down, in which case the economy is not as good as anyone thinks it is, or there's something else going on. And again... Listen, I'll keep filling my 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 tank up with the lower prices. Mm-hmm. I'm more than happy. If uh, the the high price in the U.S. dollar is also keeping the price of gold down, I'm happy. I'll continuing. I'll, I'll just continue to accumulate as much as I can. 
and buy something that's undervalued with dollars that are overvalued. One eight seven seven eight silver The website is realmoneyshow.com. Grab the Investor Kit, Precious Metal Advisor. Again, uh, this month, every $5,000 of uh, bullion purchased at the Guildhall e-store. Do that on the website. Receive a free one-gram gold Maple Leaf coin and free delivery. Darren, you uh, threw this uh, this uh, headline across my bow a moment ago. Canada's trade deficit grows in November. Give me some details. It did, and it's relevant to what we're discussing as far as uh, metals are concerned because Canada posted a Canadian $644 million trade deficit for the month of November. And really, that's as a result of exports to the United States and Britain, which suffered a drastic drop. And that came out to us this week, and Statistics Canada made the announcement on Wednesday. And they also revised downward the previous month's surplus of nearly Canadian $100 million, uh, to a Canadian negative $327 million, uh, deficit, which was reported also. Now, other analysts had expected a Canadian $200 million or so deficit for November, but that was wrong. It wasn't in the right range. And again, this just tells us that we're seeing somewhat of a softening against headlines that are telling us things are improving. So slight concern for us, the export of energy project uh, products such as crude oil, uh, bitumen and coal had also dropped for the sixth consecutive month, which again we're seeing in the headlines as oil prices drop. And now this is something that many analysts expect to worsen materially due to the steep drop in energy prices. And you'll see the headlines running, of course, throughout the week. But again, oil has lost more than 50% of its value, if we remember to last year, since just June. And this is just because we've had this, what is seemingly a global supply uh, glut and the slowing growth in major economies that made the global demand curtail. So we don't know what's going to happen. Jeremy was just mentioning about the oil prices. And of course, I am one of those people who drove an SUV. I was a big fan of the Hummer vehicle, but I drove a a big SUV. And uh, certainly, you know, I could afford to do so. I was one of the lucky ones that could afford a Hummer now. But when I look across the bow at the landscape of Canada, this is having a very, very big impact, which I think it's happened in a short period of time. In the commodity space, you're seeing falling prices in a number of the commodity sectors. Gold and silver, however, and I'm sure Jeremy would agree, has held on relatively well during this entire situation, which tends to point me in the direction of uh, higher pricing to be expected as the first quarter progresses. So this is something that we're watching. And of course, you know, interest rates play a role in that also. But we'll bring that up as the show progresses. One of the things that that anyone who is watching the markets for a while is sometimes things don't correlate exactly to the to the timing. It's not like the U.S. dollar will will go up and then gold will go down right away. Uh, maybe a, a little bit initially, but but you don't see the whole the whole picture that way. Sometimes there's a lag, and and I think what you're seeing here is that gold and silver over the last three years have gone through what's considered now a bear market, which is also considered one of the longest bear markets that uh, anyone has seen in in precious metals. And so maybe oil coming down is is a latent part of that, that that oils should be coming down. It should have come down a lot longer ago. Um, Who really knows? But what you do see is that gold and silver have already essentially bottomed. They're below the cost of production in many cases. Uh, Very cheap, very undervalued when you look at the fundamentals. So to see it against the other, when you're looking at it against the U.S. dollar, for instance, it just becomes cheaper. In many other currencies, it's actually become more expensive. So, for example, the Canadian dollar has been dropping. That's meant that gold and silver has become more expensive in Canadian dollars. Imagine if you were in Russia and you had rubles and all of your investments were in paper uh, paper assets mm-hmm. that correlated to the ruble. Well, guess what? Oil got very uh, sorry. Gold got very, very, very expensive Ouch. in holding the in holding the ruble. So. You can see that this can actually start to affect Canadians as the Canadian dollar starts to fall. Maybe it's because of the crude oil prices, but uh, if the Canadian dollar is falling, gold is becoming slightly more expensive, even though the the U.S. price is staying the same. So it makes sense in some ways that the you are seeing the bottom of the the gold market. Unlike oil, though, I have a lot of discussions with my friends. Oh, oil's down. Great time to get into the energy sector. But where do you go? How do you know which companies are going to survive, which ones aren't? Gold is a physical commodity. It can't go bankrupt. It's below the cost of production. 
it's it's already really cheap. You don't have to pick a stock per se. You can just buy the actual assets. So it's a lot easier to invest in physical gold and silver than it is to pick energy stocks. Good way is uh, use this phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver realmoneyshowcom While you're there, make sure you get the Precious Metal Advisor. Uh, question for you, Darren. Was last year uh, you know the calm before the storm for gold prices? I think it was, John. I think there's a lot that's added up over this particular period of consolidation that's led us to the point where we're at now. A lot of people will look at it that are familiar with gold and silver pricing, and they might point to things like manipulation and what the Fed policies have been and, of course, what central bankers have done around the world. And really, that situation has been exposed. It's been uh, factored in to the stock market. It's been factored into the world over in terms of the quantitative easing and the money printing that's occurred. But this um, situation is so significant, especially in a year like this, where we're seeing pivotal, pivotal signs that the economy may, may be turning for the better, especially in the U.S. And uh, we are definitely thinking that, you know, products like gold and silver that have been sitting idle for three close to four years now have a chance to take off. And we're very concerned right now, especially at Guildhall. Uh, that the timing for this will be very short-lived. So you could see a period of three, four months where the price of silver literally doubles and very few people are able to take advantage of it. Now, if I'm looking around the world, I'm looking from a geopolitical perspective alone at the crisis that's happening in every major economy. If I add to that the problems we're seeing in places like France with this very tragic situation that occurred this week and other situations, I'm always going to be seeing regionally Uh, gold buying occurring. The problem is that when you buy regionally, you're not really having a voice in terms of acting as one unit. When a big central bank makes a purchase or a sell, uh, they are acting as one big entity. And that's been one of the issues over the last period of three to four years in consolidation. The voice of buying has not been a collective voice, but the voice of selling has been a collective voice. David Morgan pointed out to us, you have to be early in this market in order to appreciate what's about to happen. Now, I would typically say under normal circumstances, having a share of gold and silver in your portfolio, maybe as much as 20% is an awesome way to get started in understanding how important it is to diversifying your portfolio. But under the circumstances, given what I know about the economy and what has been Swept under the rug time and time again. This is a, the nature of the beast, and the explosion is very possible in the gold and silver markets, which could take the prices substantially higher. One eight seven seven eight silver and the real money show.com. Jeremy, what'd you say to, to someone who just wants to, you know, sit back and, and watch the prices change? Yeah, that's something we see all the time. People will want to get a little bit of information on on precious metals. Um, you know, open open the door to the opportunity, but then they might come back and say, you know what, I want to watch the prices for a while. I just want to sit back and watch. And, um, you know, one of the things just personally from my perspective is we, d- we don't get a whole lot of information from just watching the price because it doesn't exist in a, in a vacuum. If you do look at the fundamentals, you'd see that both gold and silver are extremely undervalued and anything that's undervalued, you should, you should want to, to, to get as much as you can. Um, I think that, that, there's not a whole lot of downside here, so waiting for a downside might uh, might have a negative impact down the road. And then, of course, if you're waiting for to see the price jump up, well, then you've missed your opportunity to, to get some gains right at the bottom. So one of the ways that you can avoid these type of things is to just buy smaller amounts on a, on a regular basis so that you can continue to monitor the price but also get some skin in the game so that you can really start to gain some knowledge in the market. And that's that's the key. If you're sitting back and watching the price, you're better off to to pick up a book on on precious metals. You're better off to get the precious metal advisor and read as much as you can about it. The more you learn about it, the more you're going to say, I need to have at least 10% of this in, in my portfolio. So the easiest way, of course, to get it in your portfolio is to just register onto the e-store, book a price for, <clears throat> excuse me, book a price for some bullion that you're looking to purchase. And either you can pick it up at our offices or you can also have it uh, delivered right to your door. And that number is one eight seven seven eight silver And Jeremy mentioned the Precious Metal Advisor, that you need that in your uh, your arsenal, your toolkit. And the best way to get to that uh, 
uh, Precious Metal Advisors, Jerry mentioned, is the number one eight seven seven eight silver. The Real Money Show dot com is the website. When we come back, we'll talk about, in fact, two reasons why silver will rebound in two thousand fifteen, and to take advantage right now, the January promo that is for every five thousand dollars of bullion purchased at the Guildhall e store, receive a free one gram gold maple leaf coin and free delivery. And back with more of the Real Money Show. The number to start investing one eight seven seven eight silver. And while you're there, pick up the Precious Metal Advisor and over to therealmoneyshow.com. Guys, want to get into this? Two reasons why silver will rebound in 2015. First, though, want to cover how to get a, an account happening and this January promotion we're talking about too. Jeremy, details, details. <laughs> so, getting an account open is is really simple. You can just register on the eStore. You go to guildhallwealth.com, click onto the eStore, and you can register right away. Now, you can at that point you can go ahead and book your order for a particular product that you're choosing, whether it's gold and silver. Anything, uh, any order that's over $5,000 US, you'll also receive a one gram gold maple leaf coin. So that's a, a promo for this month. Uh, last month, we were doing the one ounce maple, which was really successful. And we had a lot of people coming in we and buying. Yeah, we did. And we had a lot of people coming in to buy gifts for their kids, for their family. And they were happy to get the one ounce coins as well to give away for gifts. And this year, and, and coming into to January, we really want to focus on giving that gift to yourself as well and, and increasing your portfolio and increasing the gold in your portfolio. So it's really easy to sign up on, on the e-store. You can pick your order, and then, of course, we'll just follow up. We'll, we'll handle the details of getting the product to you. And, uh, of course, if you are holding a lot of bullion, you might want to store it, and that's where, we, where the depository comes in. We have a vault storage in Toronto. It allows you to allocate, segregate your physical product. You get title documentation for that. So you're getting your delivery receipt. No one else has claim to that product but you, and you can audit it anytime you want. Creating that account, very simple. Again, a little bit of paperwork and uh, we'll, we'll handle the rest of the details for you. You can just give us a call uh, at, with, at our offices. You can also just sign up online, request a kit, or you can register to the e-store. And you're buying physical stuff here, Darren. That's the best part. It's actual physical material. It's, it's tangible. If I yeah, was man. holding it here in my hand and I dropped it and I had a $100 bill beside it, you wouldn't hear anything from the $100 bill. But that piece of metal is 6.5 pounds every 100 ounces. And uh, we have the 1,000-ounce version in the silver. It's like having a, you know picking up a small child, 65, 70 pounds. It's amazing to see it and actually hold on to it. Uh, but this is just a means to an end. And for me, making money is important important aspect of making sure I live well, of planning for my future. Gold and silver are just two ways to do it. We're going to talk about colored diamonds as well. But you did mention off the top there that we were going to talk about two reasons why silver is going to rebound in 2015. And those two reasons are very simple. Growing industrial uses for silver. And two, let's talk about the gold-silver ratio. And we'll start with that first. Now, the gold-silver ratio for those that don't know, is a historic ratio which prior to the 1900s sat at about, give or take, 16 to 1 for a few thousand years, meaning it would take 16 ounces of silver to equate to one ounce of gold. And the reason that was that way, and at certain points in history it was pegged that way, was simply because the old school mining techniques that were developed in ancient times told us that there were approximately finding 16 ounces of silver to every one ounce of gold in the ground. So that stayed traditionally for thousands of years and right up until the last bull market in the late 1970s and in January of 1980 when that bull market ended silver reached $52 an ounce gold reached 850 an ounce and at that point that historical ratio was reached again 16 to 1 Right now, it's way out of whack. Even during this particular bull market up until last year, we had averaged around, give or take, 45 to 50 to 1. Wow. Right now, we're sitting closer to 65 to 1, and we've been as high as 85 to 1 during this bull market. So this is one of the reasons we think this is going to change. Silver as a metal, when that ratio expands, and right now it's at around 65 to 1, that means silver is extremely undervalued. And in comparison to gold, with the number of commodities analysts are stating, they believe the ratio will drop uh, to even this year alone back towards 50 to 1. So that presents real value right now for a person looking to jump on board and take silver as a first investment. And, and not only that, in 1980, there was just over 3 billion people on the planet. And I think three 
if I'm not mistaken, I think at most 4 billion ounces of silver above ground. And today there's over 7 billion people on the planet, less than 1 billion ounces of silver above ground. And you've got, you've got China, India, Eastern Europe, and North America all involved in the market, whereas back in 1980 it was just North America and Europe Primarily involved in the, the markets. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got uh, a situation where there's a lot less product, a lot more people vying for that product, and a price where – you know, even if you adjusted for inflation, the price of silver in nineteen say seventy six at three four dollars an ounce is nowhere near what it should be if you're looking at sixteen dollars an ounce. And that's with right. technology, right, guys? Correct me if I'm wrong. We're talking a lot more uses for industrial. That's silver, right. right. That's for the, demand. That's right? the other point that we want to make. Silver industry uh, industrial uses are growing dramatically, and according to the World Silver Institute, 2013 silver demand it outstripped supply, and the institute expects this to occur again for. This year, and we won't get that report until spring and for 2015, and this is because of the growing demand for using silver in a range of high-tech industrial applications. And this includes photovoltaic cells or solar technology. This includes electronic touchscreens and laptops. It includes light-emitting diodes and things that people may not have thought about. It includes all those iPods and iPads and all those uh, different cell phones that are out there mm-hmm. in the market. They all have silver in them. Water purification. Water purification, ball bearings, uh, and definitely photovoltaic uses. cells. Yeah, that's right. Solar yeah. use yeah, is was one a, of the biggest ones. There was an article out recently that was saying that, I guess with the disarmament of the U.S. nuclear capacity, that they're taking the gold out of, or is it this, yeah, the gold out of the nuclear missiles and things. They do. And I mean, the the fact is that when you put, uh, and it's unfortunate, I don't like talking about it, but every single warhead made has uh, poundage in terms of silver, total silver used in a warhead. It's mm-hmm. in the pounds. It's not a, a very small amount. It's a significant amount, of course. It's not recyclable. Yeah, I remember, I remember reading this article about there was just tons, and I don't have the exact figure, but there was tons and tons of silver in the original atom bombs, like when they were creating the Manhattan Project. That's correct. Right, but they right. just used just so much just silver. Just of it. Yeah, I mean, it's like computers, right? At one point, they were massive. Now they're much smaller. You know, you could say, oh, okay, well, they're going to be using less silver in it because the technology's smaller, except that the usages for silver keep expanding. And when we talk about solar in particular, that's a key component of a silver demand for industrial usage, it's growing dramatically right now. It was a very cost and remains in some parts of the world a very cost prohibitive way to use uh, energy. But in Europe, China, uh, Germany in particular, Japan, they have all committed publicly to boosting clean energy production through solar power between now and 2018. Consumer demand for electronic products were flexible touchscreens, light-emitting diodes and interposers, and uh, they're integral components, and that continues to move higher as well. So those are two reasons why in 2015 we would expect there to be a growing demand for silver. one eight seven seven eight silver the real money show.com. Got a, uh, we'll call this a question of the week for you, Jeremy. How does a client know? I mean, there's always skeptics out there. How do you know the bar is real? Yeah. That's a right? that's, that's a great question. We do get that from time to time. Someone will call up. They know that they want to take physical delivery of the of the precious metals, but they want to be assured that what they just bought was real. That mm-hmm. they didn't, uh, you know, that you know that there's nothing crooked going on. And the, what we do at Guildhall is you have to understand that there is a chain of integrity. All of the bars are. LBMA approved, and they go, for example, let's look at the Royal Canadian Mint. It goes straight from the mint, and they've assayed the product, so they, and that's why they put that not .9999 purity on it because they've already assayed the product, and then they ship it to the major wholesaler who then ships it to us or to our, straight to our depository. When, when a client is taking it out of the system, they can be assured that it has maintained that chain of integrity. And again, the reason why it's it's real is because they're paying the premium for that bar that's already been tested. Once they break that chain of integrity, now they're on their own. They have to, um, m- most of the time, you don't have to reassay products like Royal Canadian Mint because it's already been done. But if you wanted to get it assayed, let's say, for example, you really wanted to make sure that what you got was, was the real thing, you can have it melted down and, and the purity <laughs> tested. Of course, you're, you're, you've lost all the premium on the bar. Now you're just taking delivery of 
literally a hunk of silver that you know is real, but the next person who buys it is going to want the same mm-hmm. as saying done. And, and it, it can get a little costly for that. One of the ways you can really avoid that is to make sure that you don't break the chain of integrity. So if you're looking to buy, let's say, four or 500 ounces of silver or more, then keep it within the depository, get those serial numbers, feel free to go audit that product whenever you want, but know that it, it hasn't left the chain of integrity. So that bar, those bars are, are uh, physical. They've already been assayed. Uh, again, you can have them, perf- you can have them audited. Um, and you can take them home if you'd like. It's very free. To, it's it's very low cost to take it to take it home after that point. So, uh, again, chain of integrity is very important. Make sure that the product is LBMA approved, and if at all possible, don't break that chain of integrity. Can you uh, can you audit your uh, your uh, your metal remotely? Like can you Skype? Your, you know, can you Skype your <laughs> we, silver inside the depository? Yeah, we we do offer video audits. Cool. So if Very you cool. can't make it to the to the facility itself, you, we can uh, audit the product. It's again very low cost to do that, and then you can receive the the date stamped video audit for your product. And and it is all it is audited for us. We do it on a monthly basis. Then the insurer does it on a quarterly basis, and the client is free to do it whenever they want. So uh, best way to cash in this opportunity right now, guys. One of you. John, it's a great question, and the simple answer is to start with a product you feel comfortable with. If you're a gold buyer and you know gold, you have some familiarity with it, perhaps you even own a little bit, start with gold. We're talking about no more than 20% of your net portfolio devoted to precious metals and colored diamonds. So when you're talking about a starting point, it just depends. I would typically suggest the older you are, the closer you are to retirement, stick with the more conservative investment, which is gold. The younger you are, the more time you have, the more you want to be speculative, Try silver. It is more volatile, but it has proven beyond a reasonable doubt from a percentage standpoint that the return on investment is extremely good. That being said, coins, bars, the best way to start. The promo this month, it's on during the entire month of January at Guildhall. You spend 5000 for every 5000 you spend at the depository buying bullion to take home or put in the depository, you get a one gram gold coin for free from the Canadian Mint, and that we will run till the end of the month. And in addition to that, the Precious Metals Advisor this week has an abundance of extra material that we not, we're not going to have time to cover in the show today, but we're talking about the weekly reading that's here. And in that, you've got some great projections on the year 2015. You've got discussion about the possibility of the end of the monetary system as we know it and the changing demand for currencies the world over. And we've got silver news from the Silver Institute, the December 2014 edition. So this is something that's free to you if you're listening. All it is is a phone call in or get to the website and pick that up for yourselves. It's an integral part of educating and getting smarter about how to buy physical gold and silver. It's a great resource. Even if you just you don't want to read the articles, you just want to open it once a week and, and look at the chart of the week, look at the diamond of the week. You'll you'll learn so much just even seeing the chart of the week. Uh, I remember a couple of weeks back we had one about showing how gold's done in, in different currencies and, and that really got my mind thinking about mm-hmm. the relationship between gold and and the value of the currency. So even just looking at that chart of the week, it's worth signing up for. And even sometimes, you know, uh, I've been reading about this market and keeping up to date on this market for years and years. Sometimes I don't get a lot of time and I myself will just open the Precious Metal Advisor, see those those curated articles that we have, the three, four, five articles that we have, plus Darren's articles are always interesting uh, and, and unique and offer a lot of new types of ideas and, and angles on this market. So I always I personally find it a great resource and it keeps me informed, so I definitely recommend it to anyone who wants to learn about this market to pick up the Precious Metal Advisor. All starts with a phone call and a trip to the website. Website one eight seven seven eight silver and the real money show.com. And a reminder the rest of this month, January, the promotion is five thousand dollars of bullion purchased at the Guildhall e store. Receive a free one gram gold maple leaf coin and free delivery. And back with more of the real money show, one eight seven seven eight silver. Go to realmoneyshow.com and guildhalldiamonds.com as well. And our January promotion is still running because it's still January for every five thousand dollars of bullion purchased. At the Guildhall e-store, receive a free one-gram gold maple leaf coin and free delivery. Let's talk diamonds. Jeremy, I love this. Love this part. Well, one of the things we're talking about in general in the show is currencies. And uh, with the fall in the Canadian dollar, 
what it means. And this is a good thing if you're already a diamond investor, but something that you'll want to maybe pick up on very quick uh, if you look at uh, some of the product that we have on our site. With the fall in the Canadian dollar, it's going to cost us more to replace these diamonds, at least 10% more in the last three months to replace the diamonds because diamonds are valued in U.S. dollars. So if you've been looking at a diamond or thinking about a diamond, this would be a great time to take advantage because at this point to buy an an intense or a pink, intense yellow or a a fancy pink, when we go to replace those diamonds, they're going to be 10% more expensive. That's just based on the exchange. And that's no different than if you were to buy international art. You're going to pay a 10% more for a piece of art these days than you would of uh, four or five months ago. Let's uh, let's talk about our featured diamond this week. It's a 0.31 uh, fancy deep pink cushion cut VS2, a beauty stone. You gave me a little picture over here, not a, not a colored picture, but I can see that it's uh, magnificent even in black and white. Tell me about it. <laughs> well, if you if you see it if you see it in color and uh, the color is pretty pretty close on online mm-hmm. because it's a, a deep pink, it actually starts to look like a red diamond, and so for that. Um, it's gotten a very, very high appraisal, in, and it, it, when we purchased it, it was also quite expensive. Our, our price, of course, is, is just under eighty thousand Canadian, mm-hmm. and this is four point three one fancy deep pink cushion, and uh, these, again, as always, are in very high demand. Constantly, people are trying to pick up the these type of diamonds because de- pink diamonds are just very, very rare, very beautiful collectors want to have them in their portfolio. Anyone who gets into natural fancy color diamonds knows that if you want to be a collector, if you want to make money in these markets, you buy a pink. Where do pinks get their color? Well, it's still a mystery. And Mm. scientists are um, still looking into that. Recently, scientists um, have been studying Argyle diamonds, trying to figure it out. They know it has something to do with um, the atoms and that there's some sort of uh, mistake that happens in nature that that creates it. The, um, so they're pretty scientists so far. Are pretty certain that it's caused by some sort of molecular defect, uh, but they're not quite sure where it comes from, and they're looking for proof. Um, there's a gem expert from Florida, um, Kravit Estate Department, and he says it, at the end of the day, all colored diamonds, but specifically pink, it all comes down to rarity. When you're talking about colored diamonds, he says that. You know the elite produced are one percent are colored diamonds, and when it comes to pinks, it's it's one percent of that one percent. So scientists are still trying to figure out how pinks get their color from such a rare, rare diamond. But when you're looking at a pink diamond, again, you're looking at the one percent of the one percent. So anyone that's looking for for an investment, the first thing you want to do is you want to buy something that's rare. If you buy something that's rare, it's always going to be in demand. It's not that it very pardon the pun, very rarely do you find something that's rare that isn't going to have a a value accorded to that. And so you see that with pink diamonds. Now, they're not all created equal. A a VS quality pink is a lot more rare than a slightly included pink. I tell people this all the time. Go try to find the absolute perfect white diamond. You'd be looking at a D quality, internally flawless, well over a carat, You'd have to make sure that the shape, how well it's shaped, is really, really good. Now, there's some other aspects of that, some other small details, you know, mm-hmm. how many um, how many extra facets there are, w- what type of shape is it, is it deep, is it shallow, et cetera, et cetera. There's certain things that you can look at, uh, quality of the cut itself, right. you know, the, they call that the make, how well it's made. Um, you know, we're, we're looking for the Michelangelo of, of diamonds. We want it made by just the absolute best of the best, and you can see that diamond to diamond and cutter to cutter. It's almost like wine. There's lots of cabs in California. They all taste different. They all taste different. Which one is the best? Same thing with Bordeaux. Which one is the best Bordeaux, right? So that's what we're looking for. Now, if you were to find that perfect white diamond, you'd start to see just even trying to find that perfect white diamond, how hard it is. And white diamonds are in massive abundance. Now, we know colored diamonds are essentially 1% of that market. And what we're looking for is that 1% of that 1% and even more elite than that. Crazy rare. That's that's why we consider mm-hmm. ours the finest diamonds in the world. That's why every single uh, yellow on the site is is internally flawless unless you're looking in the vivid and the, the color itself is strong enough that you can move down a grade or, or two right. in, in the clarity. 
But we're really looking at those absolute strongest, strongest criteria that you can get. And what that gets you is value. And you, you, have to, you have to spend the money to get that type of quality. But what you get as a result is they make money. So, for example, in the, in the yellow diamonds, a one-carat intense yellow, that's the second grade down from the strongest saturation, which is vivid, you could have bought a diamond like that three, four years ago for the mid-teens. Today, you can't buy it for less than the mid-20s. Oh. Who wouldn't want to buy a simple investment for $16,000 three, four years ago, and today it's worth twenty, twenty-five, twenty-seven thousand. 25000 Nice. Well, the next time we go to replace those diamonds, they're going to be 10% more because of the exchange right now. But even without that, generally speaking, a diamond like that would see average double-digit returns. You could be looking at somewhere between 10 to maybe even as much as 15% gains every year. And that's based on the fact that there's a demand. People want these these diamonds. People are buying these diamonds. Collectors are buying these diamonds. They're not trying to... You can't just turn these diamonds over like a stock. It's not what they're for. So that constant demand means we're constantly fighting to try to find a diamond like that, and that's why the prices keep going up. Pinks are even even more dynamic that way because they're even more rare. And so you have to pay more to get them. And as a result, the prices increase more as well. Ultimately, it's what it's, you pay. You get what you pay for in, in colored diamonds. What we focus on at Guildhall is to make sure that we're buying the absolute best. So this diamond that we've been talking about earlier, 0.31, deep pink. It's, it's deep in color. Even though it's a fancy, it's almost starting to look like a red mm-hmm. diamond. And even though it's small, 0.31, it's about 80,000 Canadian, but it came with a really good appraisal, again, because of the type of color that it has. You know, you talk about, uh, you know, learning and education and finding out what's uh, in a, an investment-grade diamond. Who would know better than our own Nicole Snipman, right, our in-house expert, and uh, the publisher and the curator of the uh, Buyer's Guide. Tell me a little bit about that there, Darren. The Buyer's Guide is a uh, multi-step guide that teaches one that already knows they're buying a colored diamond what they can expect during the process. And it really delves into the finer points of the buying process. It's reserved for those that are kind of on the doorstep, kind of ready to get the ball rolling, but it is quintessential to buying a diamond. And really, this is the world over one of the best brochures that I have ever read. They are very limited in supply. We have them available now for those that like to call in. It is free. And, of course, if you are thinking of buying a colored diamond and you're right on that doorstep, it's something you may want to add to uh, the whole process in terms of getting educated. And, of course, at Guildhall, we preach that an educated investor is the best type of investor. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number to call realmoneyshow.com or guildhalldiamonds.com. Jeremy. I have to say I've been an investor in in colored diamonds for, for several years now, and Personally, I find it incredibly rewarding. It's one of the only investments I've ever seen. Mind you, you know, I'm 38 years old. I'm not the the oldest, uh, most experienced person on the block. But certainly in my experience, I've never had to not worry about something at all and see the gains every year. And there's also that bit of pride of ownership of knowing that you have something that is so rare as well in your portfolio. I don't bring it out at cocktail parties or anything like that, but um, certainly my wife does show off her ring and it and it gets a lot of attention, but it's really nice to know when you own a natural fancy color diamond, you don't have to think about it. You know it's constantly moving up because you own something that is so rare. What also What's also nice to know for people who do, do purchase diamonds from Guildhall is that we're more than happy to help sell it. We take our time. It's a lot of effort to go out and try to procure a diamond with such high standards, with such good qualities that we want to keep maintaining that. We don't want to sell less than this type of quality. And for that, when our clients do want to sell, if it's the right time, you don't just flip a diamond that's, you know, 20, 30,000 the next year. You you won't get the type of returns that that you would expect and that we would expect for you. But if the time is right, we're more than happy to help sell that diamond for the client because it helps us maintain our standards as well. Well, you mentioned, you know, uh, showing off at a cocktail party. You know, you, you shove your mutual fund in your back pocket. No one's going to be impressed with a piece of paper. But you, uh, you also mentioned wealth aware in some roundabout way with your wife's ring, right? That's another option you can have with these diamonds. Why wouldn't you want to show them off? Yep. We, have a, we have a great designer who does amazing work. He's worked with uh, some of the best design houses out there. Um, 
even, you know, honestly, even if you're looking to improve upon something you already have, our designer can really help with that. Lots of small details that people don't normally think about that help and help people enjoy their current uh, jewelry. Once you own a natural fancy color diamond, you really should should enjoy it. And why not make it a, a best friend if you're a woman who, who mm-hmm. enjoys jewelry? Why not make that diamond your best friend? Get Get a piece made. Design it yourself, and uh, our designer can come in and maybe make a suggestion here or there, or at least help you fulfill your dream of the type of design that you're looking for. It's a great process. We've gone through the process many, many times, and uh, everyone always enjoys the process because we we take you through it step by step by step in terms of getting that that piece that you really want, getting the feel of what you want, coming up with some ideas, and then finally seeing the finished product. An end product. result must be nice. Nothing like showing off a natural fancy colored diamond to make people very, very jealous. We'll uh, take a short break. Uh, lots more on the way. Uh, the number is one eight seven seven eight silver You want to go to therealmoneyshow.com or guildhalldiamonds.com to have a look at the uh, collection, get more education, pick up the buyer's guide while you're there, and a reminder, the promotion this month for every $5,000 of bullion purchased at the Guildhall e-store, receive a free one gold maple leaf coin and free delivery and back more of the real money show we'll keep it going here the number is one eight seven seven eight silver you want to go to the real money show.com in this case guildhalldiamonds.com to check out the, le- uh, the collection get the investor kit and the buying guide for buying a natural fancy colored diamonds uh, authored and put together by our own uh, nicole snitman and a reminder, the uh, February promotion continues. $5,000 of bullion purchased at the Guildhall e-store. Receive a free one-gram gold maple leaf coin and free delivery. Guys, we spent a lot of time in the last segment talking about how to procure a diamond, how to buy your first diamond, maybe put into a piece of jewelry. Darren, let's talk about returns, right? Returns, possibly selling that diamond later on. Well, it's, a, it's exactly what I the approach I take with colored diamonds, although I do own and invest in them myself. There is certainly something to be said for return on investment. With gold and silver, we have seen if you've held those assets over the long term during this bull market, you stand to have made a substantial return. Now, if you're new to this, you may have just been entering the market during the last 24 months. You're waiting for that next move up, and it'll happen soon. But on colored diamonds, they don't stop. Now, you're never going to see colored diamonds um, perhaps have these huge, major price spikes, except for very rare circumstances. But their gains are so steady. And in some cases, if you can afford to get into the pinks and the blues and even the more red uh, colored diamonds that are extremely rare, you will see extremely big returns. And that's what it is. Money takes money makes money in, in the colored diamond market. But if you're taking only our advice for it, perhaps we're uh, coming off as slightly biased. I have a report in front of me that's from the Wall Street Journal, and it's titled Dazzling Returns. And it's talking about how Jewelry is among the world's most portable of investments, and they specifically uh, cite colored diamonds by saying that uh, there has been a steady increase in buying diamonds as an investment to hold for a few years and then to resell. And it said that in 2012, the Barclays Wealth Insights surveyed over 2,000 high net worth individuals, and it revealed that 70% of the respondents had some sort of precious jewelry as part of their investments. And they look back to the previous time that was done, which was in 2005, and the reality was that only 57% of those respondents back in 2005 had owned some form of precious jewelry in their investment portfolio. That tells me all I need to know. This is a growing demand sector. It's getting harder and harder to find. And that explains a lot of why we have a tough time sticking to our own standards, trying to find even entry-level diamonds that are suitable for the lower-budget investors. And that is really what this has come down to. We're now seeing these gains happen all over the place. And in particular, pinks have been explosive over the last 36 months as have vivid yellows and, of course, blues and reds, it goes without saying. Even just look at a, at the a comparison of diamonds to, let's say, real estate. I'll be specific. Let's say Toronto real estate. Mm-hmm. Every so often there's an article saying it's it's overvalued, but, you know, it could keep going. It might not. A lot of it has to do with, with interest rates. Well, if you look at the history of natural fancy colored diamonds going back several decades, you can see that, uh, the savings and loan crisis. <laughs> You've got um, dot com bubble, uh, subprime bubble, recessions, uh, growth periods. Color diamonds didn't care. 
They don't care if the stock market goes kaput. They don't care if real estate's going up or down. Colored diamonds are so rare. Again, you're looking at 1% of all the whites. You're looking at pinks. You're looking at 1% of the 1%. Do you think it matters what's actually going on in the economy for that? People want these high-end, very rare diamonds. And the return has been there time and time again. Again, you can't see the markets having so many different diverse things happening to it. And again, if you're looking at real estate and you're saying, well, it is overvalued and that's based on, maybe it's based on interest rates, maybe it's not, is my opinion. But it is, a lot of people consider it overvalued. Well, do you want to be investing in that or do you want to be investing in something that over time goes up no matter what, has gone up no matter what. And uh, in colored diamonds, we've seen that over and over again. And and that's why I appreciate it so much as part of my own portfolio, because I don't have to think about it. And I get amazed every time I see the, the gains in the diamonds when we go to replace them, when we go to buy new ones. Just over the last four years, we can see a dramatic increase in what, what it takes to go out and buy a new diamond to replace something we've sold in the past. I understand it's hard to come to a new market like this where the information isn't posted uh, on on some site that says, here's what this specific pink went for several years ago. But what we do have is we can show you the appraisals. We can show you what what people have paid for these diamonds in the past. And this market is completely free. If you don't like the price, you don't pay it. Someone else likes the price, they pay it. They get the, they get the gain down the road. So we can help with that to a certain extent. But one of the best ways is to get involved in the market, and then you'll really get the appreciation. You'll see how these diamonds are growing year over year. And we've never had any client at Guildhall lose money owning a natural fancy colored diamond. And we can point you to many clients who are very happy with the type of gains they see year over year. one eight seven seven eight silver realmoneyshowcom Grab the investor kit and uh, just do some more research about uh, buying diamonds and, uh, diamonds and natural fancy colored diamonds and precious metals as well. Uh, you mentioned before as well about the rarity. I just want to touch on that again, Jeremy. Uh, Argyle. Argyle tender. The Argyle, it's, it's literally a, a tablespoon of diamonds that come out of there every year for, very for offer, sm- right? Yeah, very small amount. Argyle cuts the diamonds themselves, and then they take it to a very spe- a select elite group of diamond buyers who can bid on these diamonds. And uh, they'll shop it around the world. They'll do one in Australia. They'll go to Hong Kong. Uh, they skip New York a couple times, um, and they, they do London. And inevitably... The investors or buyers will outbid their prices from last year. They'll go 20, 30% higher than they did last year. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. We did get word that this year they were bidding over that 30%. And it makes sense. If you've been going to the Argyle tender for the last 10 years and you see that every year you're bidding 20% higher and every year there's someone else who's willing to pay more, you almost say to yourself, listen, I can buy this diamond. I know I'm going to pay 30% more for it, but I know I might have to wait a year to hold on to that before I can really start to make a profit on it. They're willing to do that. They're absolutely willing to do that. The last uh, Argyle Tender diamond that we specifically got at the tender um, in 2011, it was originally selling for, I think, in the low 200s or just under $200,000. Wow. It eventually sold for three ninety, not because we were just upping the price, but because if we wanted to replace that diamond, that's what the market represented. So it's a, a fabulous market. It deserves looking into. It deserves doing a little bit of research and getting a feel for it. And we do find that most people who get involved in this market will appreciate it so much that they'll become collectors. They'll buy more than one because they'll start to see the type of gains that they can have. Who wouldn't want to have more than one diamond at that point? For the entire month of January, great promotion happening at Guildhall. That is for every $5,000 of bullion purchased at the Guildhall e-store. If you've never been there, check it out. Uh, receive a free one-gram gold maple leaf coin and free delivery. Darren, let's bounce back over to some precious metals for a while and give us uh, a wrap-up on the update, if you will, about what's going on. Well, again, we discussed this week uh, some of the headline topics that are affecting the marketplace in gold and silver the falling oil prices and how they're impacting the markets and whole Canada's trade deficit grew in November. We're talking about the upcoming news that's uh, going to be probably 
coming more so to light as the first quarter progresses that it's going to be pertaining to it in terms of industrial demand and usages and the growth of usages. We're going to get in the first quarter the uh, 2014 report from the Silver Institute on last year's silver demand and supply and all the crucial um, data that's going to come with it. The thing that we're watching very closely right now is the news that's coming out of the interest rate sector. We are saying that by the end of the year, and we have anticipated this for some time, interest rates are going to be jumping higher. Now, how high they're going to go is anyone's guess. There are lots of different pieces of analysis out there, but gold and silver will be impacted uh, in in one shape or another from this. So we'll be staying with that as well. And uh, the reality is that we still have uh, much in the way of good news that's to come for the first sector. We anticipate that both silver and gold prices will be edging higher. Now, we said right off the top, Gold and silver held in there week over week. In fact, gold and silver both improved in price, and they are off their bottoms from the year to date. So January is shaping up very nicely so far. We want to remind everybody, get registered at the e-store. If you're a single bullion buyer, you like to buy coins, bars, smaller amounts of bullion, there is a very easy way by going to guildhallwealth.com. Up in the top right-hand corner, click on the e-store logo and get yourself registered for buying bullion at home. And if we're promoting other things that we have at Guildhall, then definitely sign up for the Precious Metal Advisor. Great resource for info. Great for anyone who knows about the market and wants to keep up to date or someone who doesn't know about the market and wants to learn a lot more. And we also put out that featured diamond of the week every week on the Precious Metal Advisor. And in addition to that, Jeremy, also remind our listeners that it is time to get into the depository. Opening an account with our firm couldn't be any easier, and it is physical gold and silver. That's the way we're going to impact the markets. If you're a buyer, this is the single best way to do it, in our opinion. Take the bullion away from somebody else and title it while it's in the depository. You can have it audited, and you can have it in certainly all kinds of different denominations, whether it's gold or silver. That could be uh, something that could get done as easily as the next 24 to 48 hours. Certainly, if you're listening, the first step is to get in touch with our firm. And, of course, from there, realize every account is going to have somebody working with you, whether you're a small client, whether you're a large client. We're going to help you every step of the way by holding your hand and showing you the ropes, uh, so to speak, get you going. And um, we want to remind everybody the importance of being educated. Get that precious metals advisor and get the documentation needed to open up an account with Guildhall Wealth Management. Remember, for the month of January, the promo continues. Every $5,000 spent is going to be one gram of free gold, and we will hold that over till the very end. And hopefully, as we have already done, we won't have any problems procuring additional one gram coins. We've already run out of the first batch. We're getting some new ones in, and of course, we're happy to do so. And this is a great part of the new year is to start something fresh, start by start by buying a little bit of bullion every week or every month. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to do that is to register to the e-store. And we're more than happy to help you uh, get your product in your hand. Pretty much make 2015 your best investment year. And uh, with Guildhall, it's the easy way to start. Still January, get on top of it. Again, the number is one eight seven seven eight silver therealmoneyshowcom And as Darren just mentioned, the promo continues for January, the $5,000 purchase of bullion purchased at the Guildhall e-store receive a free one gram gold maple leaf coin and free delivery that'll do it for another edition of the real money show